everybody, welcome to New Dead, New Dead, episode number 99. I am Eric Smith. Uh, here as always with Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? Eric, happy new year. Happy new year. Oh, I finally of course, got a happy this will new probably year. Be, this will be released in February. I know, but you finally wish me a happy new year back. I've wished you a happy new year seven times, and, that, and you haven't ever said happy new year back. There's no way that's accurate. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Like I, th- I think that when I was texting you, I, I texted you, Happy New Year. And like, I didn't get, and you just talked about like work and you're like, oh, this bride was at my wedding tonight. And I'm like, Happy New Year. And you're like, meh. And I'm like, Happy New Year. And you did it with me, Happy New Year. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't really having a Happy New Year. You have been so much happier. What are you talking about? You see it in your face. You see it in your smile. Boy, I guess I'm fooling everybody then. I guess so. Even your demeanor on on the on the video feed tonight. Much happier. Okay. Well, I mean I've been uh exercising. Oh. Back on I'm back on my bullshit. So positive endorphins. That's always a good thing. Yeah, I guess. But doesn't uh doesn't really reflect what's happening at home, but we could talk about that some other time. Um hey, um I just wanted to let you know that I found something out about myself this week. Oh, love... how did, is how is Melissa gonna cope with that? <laughs> I um I like currants. Have you ever had currants? The vegetable? Yeah, that's flavor. it's like a fruit, right? Currants. I thought it was like a am I thinking what am I thinking of? I th- I'm thinking of like ramps. Currants are like a berry. No, like then no pass. Hard pass. It's a berry that like it's like it goes like a it's kind of like goes on shrubs and it's like True currants are small berries that grow on shrubs and are more like gooseberries. Fresh black, red, pink, or white currants, as well as dried black currants, can be enjoyed in various ways. Anyway, I eat at BB Bop. I don't think that this is a this is a uh, a surprise to anybody. We've talked about BB Bop, which, by the way, they've added broccoli, and I freaking love bro- broccoli. And they've added it as a topping, and everybody should go out and have some BB Bop or some Bibimbap. If you don't have a bibimbap chain near you, and if you can find black currant iced tea, oh is- sure, they're yeah, they're tea. Yeah, when you're talking about like a fl- flavor, yes, yeah, flavor. Like I love it. Like it is so addicting, and there's no sugar in it, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mix and- that with the uh, with the lemonade. I do like a See, like a like an army like an army palmy. Yeah, I see what you mean, but it's that's a little too sweet, and that's a lot mm-hmm. of sugar too. We don't. Need I think to I go. Liquid. I think I go heavy on the tea, a little less, just a little, little splash of lemonade. I can see that working. I can mm-hmm. see that working really well. Um. Anyway, that was that was. But you know, you, yeah, because you don't want too much you lemonade. You gotta. Yeah. Do you like Arnold Palmer's? I love Arnold Palmer's. Um, well, hey, it's been a really, a really, really, really eye-opening week for me beyond the currents. Um, I learned one other thing about myself 
and that is when we call Dustin helicopter a helicopter parent. I didn't realize this, but there's and this is there's two sides to this coin. I have been doing an extreme disservice to my kids by being a helicopter parent because there's something called resilience. Have you heard this word before? I've, I've heard of that word before, yes. Yeah. So um, when I was in my therapy session on Monday, um, I'm, I'm, you can give me a little, a little soundboard uh, for, for some book action right now. This is a book uh, suggestion for all the parents for themselves. Um, and uh, my, my therapist, she says, hey, you need to read this book. It's called The Blessing of a Skinned Knee. And it's subtitled Raising Self-Reliant Children. And I, I, I didn't think about this, man, but I am like forever changed after this therapy session. Like when you think about it, the way that you raise your kids and not being a helicopter parent, I don't know. Did we ever decide on what you were? I like putting labels on it. Yeah, yeah, but if you were to put a label on it, what would it be? I have no idea. We should find a label for you. Great. Okay. Um, so, anyway, the way that you um, you kind of do things a little different than me. I'm, not, I'm a helicopter, obviously. So, um, what it does is when you take away that ability to learn a lesson, it's taking away their ability to become resilient and they're going to be less apt when it happens to them again or when it happens to them for the first time it's going to take away their ability to cope with it and so they need to be exposed to all of these really bad things in their lives in order to be able to build the skills to be able to cope with these things that happen right and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even think about that. And, you know, whether you're being authoritarian or you're uninvolved or, you know, whatever, there's going to be a certain parenting style that everybody has. And I think it's just one of those things where you got to like think about, hey, I, I, I got to build a resilient child. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a <clears throat> TikTok I just saw today. And they use very specific words about letting your child, like, um, I don't know if it was explore carefully, um, independent, carefully, independently, or something like that. But the key word was just doing it carefully, but on their own and not, not getting involved, but also making sure that they were being careful while they were doing it. So they can do stuff on their own. And it was like, a, it was a video of a kid like crossing a creek across some rocks by himself. And he was being careful while he was doing it, but he didn't have any help. Um, and it was kind of, I wish I would have liked the, the, the TikTok so I could have shared it, but it was um, basically kind of, Got your point across. Well, and it's it's a physical, it's an emotional, it's a spiritual. I mean, it's all encompassing when you think about it. Like the example that you gave, 
there's so many different things. There's the mental aspect, like, hey, I can cross the river mm -hmm. by myself. And then there's the physical thing, like, hey, I need to build balance. And then there's the, the you know, the spiritual thing of like, hey, I'm in nature, you know, or whatever it is that you, you know, you're, you're trying to instill in your child, um, you know, belief wise, you know, whether this is God's creation or, hey, this is, you know, um, mother nature or what, whatever. There's so many different aspects to that kid crossing the river by themselves and being in it all. Right. And it's so cool to um, so like I started reading some of the stuff in this in this book um, and it's it's kind of, it's it's written from the perspective of uh, the Jewish religion, um, which, you know, it may not be for everybody, but I think it's pretty it's pretty universal, like the, the way that it's presented. And, um, you know, when when you use the word over in everything, like overindulge and overprotect and overschedule your children's lives, all those things like those are things that are taking away from building that up. And I really need to, to examine where I do that. I mean, mostly in my helicopter parenting. Um, and so I'll, I'll end this with, with this one thing. I learned why I do this and why I'm a helicopter parent. And um, I would, I would venture to say that in whatever parenting style you are, Eric, you probably do the same thing that I do. And that is we, we parent to avoid in, in certain ways and in certain styles to avoid discomfort. And so some people might be really uninvolved. Why? Because it's uncomfortable for them. They're, they're having this discomfort with being involved. Um, I have discomfort with a screaming child because he got hurt. So I go and I walk around and I make sure he doesn't hurt himself. We don't like dealing with that discomfort. And so it's a constant risk assessment that's happening in our, in our heads that we're trying to avoid this discomfort. Kind of interesting, don't you think? Hmm. Yeah, I, um, I almost texted. I had, his, I had his text box pulled up today. I went and I scrolled back and found it. I almost texted our friend uh, Ryan, Ryan Allen today to ask him to come on the show and I, I didn't check it out. Um, I definitely need to text him because his, uh, his TikToks just keep popping up in my For You page, even though I follow him, I rarely go to my my own feed, but he, he keeps popping up. He does a lot of lives too. Um, yeah. He covers a lot of this stuff. Yeah, we, we talk, I we talk about him enough. I haven't been on TikTok, so I haven't really had an opportunity to see any of his stuff, but mm. um, now that you said that, I probably should get back on there and, and and really start to, you know, investigate some tips and tricks. Because it's one thing to understand what the problem is. It's another thing to say, like, oh, I want to fix it. You know? How do I do that? I don't know. Yeah. And that's basically what I do is just watch a bunch of videos and then don't do anything about it. Yeah, we need to change that, man. It's 2022. Mm. Time to resolve. Sure. You know what I mean? Resolute. Yeah. Sure. What did you do for New Year's Eve? It worked. Yeah? And how was that? That was fine. It seemed pretty epic. How so? I don't know. Maybe I saw a picture from the wrong wedding then. I don't know. There was I confetti and stuff. There, was there confetti? No, there was no confetti at my wedding. 
Oh, maybe I saw the wrong one. I th I, I thought that there was confetti. No. Where, where, uh, oh, we'll talk about it offline. There was um, balloons. There's there's a big balloon thing. Yeah, with, and then there was conf uh, maybe uh, I guess there was no confetti. So I didn't have any confetti. Different wedding. It was my wedding was fine. It was a small like there was seventy five guests. Oh. Well, my sister got married. Yep. What was that? Was we gonna do a private uh, episode for that? Oh, uh, no need. Um, well, we could. <laughs> no need. Wait, let's let's do that. That way, my mom doesn't have to hear me cuss up a storm. She, well, she, told, becomes, she told me the other day that we she's gonna become a patron. She's gonna become a patron just to listen. She she says we curse too much and we need to watch our language because we, we really don't we don't curse very much. I think we've got um, like three episodes out of ninety eight. We have about three episodes with ease next to them, and that's it. Oh, is that like automatic? Um, on Spotify, it is. Yeah. Speaking of Spotify, you can now give us five stars on there. So please go ahead and do that if you if Spotify is the place that you listen to us. Um, go and give us five stars. Um, if you don't want to give us five stars, you don't. You don't have to give us anything. You um, sound but, different right now. Why? I don't know. I just noticed it. You sound different. Did we waste nineteen minutes of recording? No. Why? I just feel like you sound like you're not plugging through the microphone. No. Nothing. No, I'm definitely coming through there. N t tap it again. Nothing. I hear it. And I hear me in my micro in my headphones. And I, I can see, and I can see it on the thing. Okay. Well, I trust you. You sound echoey. I sound echoey. Yeah. Well, I sound I don't care if I sound echoey to you. Okay. I'm going to hit record on my box here just in case. Hey, if anybody wants to, um, this is a good opportunity to uh, go ahead and have a plug here. If anybody wants a new dad, newer dad back scratcher, um, hit us up on Instagram and we can um, tell you how to get one of these fancy new dad, newer dad back scratchers. They're fantastic, especially on the corner one right over here. You ever use that one? Just to hit the right spot, you know what I mean? I mean, it's really something. I was finding myself wanting this at work, but I don't want to like, I don't want to bring it places. I had it in the car. I almost snapped it in half. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, um, new year, happy new years. Um, you said happy new years. Oops. Just go ahead and ask Siri about new dad, newer dad. Um, <coughs> I uh, I have a couple of couple of you know big announcements. Um, I just saved a bunch of money uh, on my car insurance by switching. Um, second announcement: the kids wore bolo ties. Can you see this? Mm -hmm. I've fallen in love with the bolo. Mm -hmm. Have you ever worn a bolo tie? I have. Where did you wear it? Wyoming. 
why were you in Wyoming? We had family out there. Oh, wow. Okay. I've always, I've always wanted to go to Jackson Hole. I've been to Jackson Hole as a child, though. Oh, it seems like a really delightful place. Um, it's where Mr. Feeney decided to retire for a little while. I don't know if you, knew, you remember that. I don't think Mr. Feeney had the money to retire to Jackson Hole. You know, it's funny because he wasn't married until the end of the show, really. So I would imagine that if you're a teacher for 58 years, you probably saved up quite a bit of money. And you're, back in the day, they had a full pension. So mm. I'm pretty sure he could have moved to Jackson Hole. I bet he had like a gambling problem or something. He very well could have. I always thought of myself as a Corey. Did you? You thought you were a Corey? Yeah. That I think that plays. What's that? That plays. Do you, do you, what did you think of yourself as? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Eric is right there. You know, that's kind of what I was like, thinking. Like a one to one. Yeah, I would have. I would have pegged you for an Eric as well. Hmm. Did you ever meet an Alan? The dad. Yeah, like somebody that reminded you of Alan. Hmm. I'm trying to think of cool dads like that. Cool? You thought he was a cool dad? I think he was a pretty cool dad. Ooh, I don't think that we're on the same wavelength there. I thought Alan was a pretty cool dad. I mean, he, he did open a sporting goods store on a whim. Like he'd um, like sneak out with his wife to go dancing? That is true. I never really thought about that aspect of it. Huh. He seems Do you think cool. he was... Do you think he was the coolest of the dads? I think so, yes. I from know you're the gonna 90s have. sitcoms? I think he was. I mean, let's, let's go through this. The, dad, okay. the dads of the 90s sitcoms, TGIF, right? You got um, Family Matters. So Carl, cool, not cool. Not cool. Okay. Um, I feel like he became cool in the later episodes, but not... No, he probably became more annoying... Not not as cool. Okay, I get it. Um, let's go with Patrick Duffy. He's like borderline. I don't think he was cool at all. Yeah. This would be this is like a tier system that we're working on with. Okay, okay. So I put Carl in bottom four, um, bottom tier, tier number four. Uh, we're gonna go with Patrick Duffy, tier three. Mm -hmm. Um, we could go with uh. I mean, Danny Tanner. I mean, Jesse Consopolis had twins. So I'm kind of thinking John Stamos is like top tier. But he wasn't really the dad the whole time. Like, I wouldn't even consider him in the dads. I mean, he became a dad and he married Aunt Becky. And he had he was the number one rock artist in South Korea. Or something like that. He's tier one. I'm just gonna say it. You can fight me on it. Um, okay. What about um, how about uh, Tim Taylor? Oh, Tim Taylor. I mean, are we are we separating the art from the artist? I'm just talking about no. Just I just talking about the dad on the TV show. Yeah, as a dad. Okay. He was pretty cool. He was kind of top tier, wasn't he? I feel like he was... 
I feel like he was kind of like he was always getting into trouble though. So I don't think he was a cool dad. I mean, he was like handy, but he was he was always messing things up. Yeah, but he always got out of it. And plus, he was building like hot rods in his garage with his kids. That's true. He really was, man. And he was going all out on Christmas. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll put Tim Taylor in in, in top tier. Okay. Um, what about? Do you remember Ray Campbell from Sister Sister? Um, I, I watched it. Um, I vaguely, vaguely remember him. Yeah, that was he's he's pretty cool, but I mean, mm. probably tier two. Um, what about? Uh, I don't know if if you think of this as like a '90s sitcom, more more like early 2000s. But you know, everybody loves Raymond Ray. No, not cool. Not cool. Right, you got out of the '90s. Um, um, shit, I can't remember his first name. Um, Banks, uh, uh, Fresh Prince. Uh, oh, yeah, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, Phil Banks. The Uncle Phil really is top tier. Like that's top mm-hmm. tier, tier number. You know, like that's above top tier, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a toss up. Best '90s sitcom dad. Uh, Uncle Phil, and oh, man, either either Tim Taylor, or who was the first one we were talking about? Alan Matthews. Yeah. See, Alan Matthews really embodies it for me, though. What about Frank Lambert? Yeah, he's like tier three. Frank Lambert. Yeah, Patrick Duffy. Oh. Yeah, like yeah, construction company. I mean, I mean, we we all know support. that we could just put we could put Bill Cosby. He's more eighties, but like Bill Cosby's like tier five. <laughs> well, art from artists. I guess so. Um. Yeah, Uncle Phil is probably like top, top tier. Top tier is Alan Matthews and Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. Fight me on it. Oh, you know who was really cool? Um, Tony Danza. That's well, also it is. But he's not like a dad. Yeah, he was not a dad. But he like played the dad role, you know? Right, right, right. So, I don't know. Al Bundy, Homer Simpson, no, he's not cool. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just calling it Uncle Phil and Alan Matthews. Let's, let's get a vote in on this. If you feel somebody different, let us know on Instagram. We're going to put a little poll up. I'm going to create it right now. We could go on Twitch and do a tier list. Oh, I like that idea. Um, I think we're going to start a countdown as well. Just just putting it out there. Um, the countdown is going to be how many days it will take for Melissa to use the Christmas gift that I got her, which was a pair of roller skates. Well, she doesn't use them soon. She's going to be done for like months. I'm guessing that it's probably going to be at least a year. I'm just saying. Oh, man. This is just how dad were 90s dads. Uh, Refinery29, they are raiding dads from the TVs. <laughs> oh, man. They just blew our system out of the water. Okay. 
This is terrible. Tim Taylor, 6.4 out of 10. Uh, I don't think so, Dad. I don't know. Um, Danny Tanner, 3.2 out of 10. Wait, share this link with me. I want to read along with you. Um, okay, Alan Matthews. This dad shouldn't count because Corey was raised by Mr. Feeney. Zero, <laughs> zero out of 10. Do your job, Alan. Yeah. Oh, man. And Homer Simpson, they give 7.6. Al Bundy. Philip Banks, 9.2. That tracks. Frank Lambert, 2.2 out of 10. This dad let his nephew live in his backyard in what we can only assume was a mobile meth labs. <laughs> Carl Windelow, 9.8. That's the highest rating so far. Can we talk about 90s sitcom moms? Jack Geller got 2.3 out of 10. Jack Geller? Mm-hmm. They blame it on the kids being annoying. They said annoying kids probably means annoying dad. Uh, Maxwell Sheffield. Oh, so yeah, Jack Geller. I forgot about him. Oh, Frank Costanza. Oh, yeah, way, way coolest, way coolest. Okay, hold on. This is our favorite dad ever. A man who clearly respects his son and would never patronize his decisions. Rating 10 out of 10. Perfect. Stew Pickles. 9.2. Oh, poor Alan Matthews, 0 out of 10. They did him dirty. <laughs> they really did. Who's your favorite 90s sitcom mom? Oh, man. Mom? <sighs> I feel like Roseanne Barr was like... I never liked her. I feel like she was like the... Like the mom that didn't give a crap. I like the first Vivian Banks a lot. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't like the second one as much. I'm going to go back to, to Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky, man. Aunt Becky was... I feel like she doesn't count. I don't, I don't know why, but I feel like she really should. I don't know. The mom from... Uh, The mom from um, Tool Time. What's that? Home Improvement. Oh, sure. Yeah, she was pretty cool. And, Jill and Taylor. Actually, a Amy Matthews was pretty cool, too. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I'm just being, like, um, biased. I'm narrow-minded because it's on her mind here. I don't know. I'll tell you my favorite mom of all time is M Moira from, from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, you're a little bit obsessed with them right now. No, it's just I just feel like when I when I went back and I watched that like that thing that's like, oh, all about the show, and like they talked about like her as an actress. I was like, this woman is brilliant. I'm sorry, but like this woman is an actual like Really, really, really good actress. Yeah, I think a lot of people knew that before Shit's Creek. I know, but when she, when they talked about her like creating that that character, 
she like she's a genius. She like mm-hmm. really, really did well. Didn't Uncle Becky go or Aunt Uncle Becky Aunt Becky go to jail? Yeah. She's out. She's out. She did like mm-hmm. seven months probably and was out. Less than that. You are kind of right. Like Aunt Viv was was the best. They did that. Um, they they collected all the characters again, and did like a reunion. And she sat down with them. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, she sat down with Will. I don't even know if she sat down with everybody, but she like had a conversation with Will, and it was like pretty serious. Yeah, that was that was kind of like uh, intense. Mm-hmm. Because he like he like blacklisted her from like everything. Yeah. Not. Um, Oh, but speaking of all these TV moms, um, New Year's, I was driving to my New Year's gig and I got the the CNN notification about Betty White. Mm. That was crazy. I, I really was, I, I knew it was coming when I saw those things for like the movie theater was doing like that special for her 100th birthday with like People Magazine and People Magazine put out that cover like, Betty White's turning 100. The second I saw those things, I was like, she's not going to make it. She's just not going to make it to 100. It's not going to happen. Mm. And then, you know, right before the, I, I made it to my my gig, I got that thing. I was, I don't know, I'm, I was, she always reminded me of my grandma. Like, it always felt like her and my grandma were like the same person. Like, mm. they had very, very, very similar personalities. And they looked a little bit similar too. So right when I got set up at my gig, that was the first that was the first song I used to test out everything was the the Golden Girls theme song. Um, and then I played it during the reception. What do you think the worst sitcom of all time is? I mean that's impossible to know because you probably don't even you don't even know. There's um was it? There's the one with Brad Garrett. Um, it's called Till Death, I think. That it got four seasons, but they kept thinking it was going to get canceled. Um, so they like they kept making the like these like crazy things happen, and then the fourth season got like thirty episodes somehow, but they thought for sure it wasn't coming back for fourth season. And then it came back for fourth season. It got this huge order and they just made like, at one point they just, they just made it like Brad knew he was in a TV show. It's like, I, I need to go and watch it. Cause kind I of like uh, Joey, the spinoff of friends. What do you mean? Just basically like, Hey, we're going to give this a shot. And then it's like, Hey, we're going to continue to give this a shot, and then we're going to continue. That only had two seasons. I know that's like one and a half seasons too long, don't you think? I mean, this had four seasons. Yeah, that is a lot. I mean, well, that doesn't—it's not unprecedented though. Like, have you ever seen the show that's like always reruns, like two broke girls? Yeah, but that's CBS. I feel like CBS doesn't even count. So anything on CBS is basically just like a no factor. Mm-hmm. Like that Queen Latifah show that's on right now, The Equalizer. Yeah. 
Did you ever see Mama's Family? No. Um, how many? This is just absurd. Um, you gotta read about this. Like, I almost want to watch this whole series just to see. I watched a few TikToks about this show, and just hearing about it seems just absolutely insane. Like, the writers couldn't believe that this kept coming back. So they kept making, like, crazy, crazy stuff happen. And then the last season was just, like, it was just a free-for-all of, like, 30 30 episodes. Because even, um, what was Man with a Plan? Um, How many episodes did that have? That had four seasons, too. That was CBS. Anything on CBS is going to last for a while. My theory has always been that old people just put on CBS and just leave it on, and that just accounts for like like 8 million views right there. <laughs> well, enough about 90s sitcoms. We'll put a pin in it. Well, can I give you a... Uh, can I give you either a book or one other topic to talk about. Did you hear my the sound? No. I just played it. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm not getting anything out of that board. But you can hear me. I can hear you. It doesn't sound like you're talking through the microphone. I have everything going through the board. Is the board going into the computer? Oh my god. Seriously? You gotta be fucking kidding me. There you go. The whole episode, really? Well, you can still hear you. It's just not through the mic. Well, I I turned on the recording this thing, so at least we have <sighs> half of it'll be good, half of it'll be terrible. Good my enough mic, for me. My my webcam mic's up here. Yeah. Like I'm a good two feet away from it. I can hear you without it. You can't hear me that good. I could hear you pretty good. Oh. It was not noticeable until like... Hit me with that sound bite one more time. Books. Um, today's book is a wonderful book. Uh, about building resilience in your kids. Um, obviously, super important. Start thinking about it. Um, teach them to do things like accept change and look for opportunities for self-discovery and nurture a positive self-view and do some goal setting and teach your child self-care because self-care is absolutely important and taking a break from things maintaining a daily routine, all those things are fantastic. This book is a children's book to help encourage resilience, persistence, and to help children bounce back from challenges and adversity. Uh, It's a book uh, written by Janine Sanders. Uh, It's called Resilience, a book to encourage resilience, persistence, and to help children bounce back from challenges and adversity. It's in paperback, um, illustrated by Sophia Cordoso, and um, it's all about a book 
that has a character named Emmy, and she's resilient, she's independent, she's got courage, and she tries her best. And even when the going gets tough, Emmy never gives in. It's a very charming story. It uses verse and beautiful illustrations to model resilience, persistence, and uh, the ability to face challenges with tenacity. So check it out. Nine twenty-five in paperback, fifteen ninety-five in hardcover, or you could go to Half Price Books, get it like Eric, and um, it's just a, a great little forty-two page book. Eric, what do you think? Are you off to a good start in twenty twenty-two? Forty-two. It's a lot of pages. Is is twenty twenty-two treating you right so far? Sure, except for you know recording this podcast with the microphone. Hey, guess what? What you could do is put the recording up to the microphone and re-record it, and you'll be in good shape. That's great. That's a terrific idea. Um, next episode is episode 100. We're going to try to get 100,000 people to download episode 100. <laughs> um, we should try and get Ryan for the 100th episode. That would be pretty cool. I think that would be epic. Can we set that up for next Thursday? Let's try. Yeah, I'll text him tomorrow. I won't. I won't check it out. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna message him as well. No, that's too much messaging him. I'll follow up. No, that's weird. Ryan, we need you. No. Go follow. Go follow preschool therapy on TikTok. Check it out. Help everybody we'll, out. We'll plug him when we have him on. Thanks. Okay. Um, follow fantastic. us on Instagram, New Dad, New Dad, at the Bearded DJ, at Dustin on the Road. Is that it? Uh, Patreon.com slash New Dad, New Dad. Uh, go give us five stars on Spotify. Even if you don't listen there, uh, it'll help us out. Um, but just give us five stars. You don't have to give us anything else for any reason. Just five stars. Thank you. And uh, if you want a special New Dad, New Dad back scratcher, message us on Instagram and I will hook you up. Really? Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. We're doing it. Okay. Hey, um, look out for next week, by the way. Um, I have a new segment idea, and um, Eric hasn't heard about it yet, but um, I'm really digging the idea. So um, we'll talk about it offline. If it's our 100th episode and we have somebody special on. Yeah, we're going to do a new segment too. Great. Super excited about it. Um, Check it out next time. Um, I think that takes us home. Happy New Year to everybody, even if you're listening in February. And um, I guess that kind of takes us to the end of this episode. Uh, be a dad. Be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. Bye. Bye. Be very, very careful.